This week on the Small Church Media Podcast, we are going to go back and talk more about your website. Not your website as a whole, but more so what are the top five easy ways to help website visitors be prepared to walk into your church and then actually do it. You ready to talk about it? Let's get it. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great 4th of July celebration. In fact, I am recording right now on the 4th of July. You know, (laughs) I'm sure many of you pastors feel this. I like to be ahead of where the podcast normally is and record the week before, so it's not like going right up to the deadline to actually get an episode recorded. I know you as a pastor with preparing your sermons and and conversations in Sunday school, you guys have no idea what I'm talking about with waiting to the last minute to make sure something gets done. But here we are, and I hope you are having a great time celebrating our nation's freedom here in the U.S. of A. In fact, I have pretty much done all the things you're supposed to do as a dad on 4th of July weekend. We went to fireworks already on Saturday, and then I grilled a lot. I mowed my grass, and we're going to go back and see some more fireworks tonight. So I think I got all the boxes checked off, but I hope you are enjoying celebrating in whatever way you do, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your church family or your neighbors, or you go to fireworks or you don't, if you celebrate with the community, whatever way it is, I hope you enjoyed your time with your family. I want to do a quick reminder, this episode of the Small Church Media Podcast is sponsored by Worship Tools, and hopefully you're not sick of hearing about them yet, because I still think they are the greatest thing out there media-wise for churches. Worship Tools creates software tools designed to equip your worship team and enhance your congregation's worship experience. Planning, presenter, and music stand are all included for, you ready, completely free for your whole team to use. You can prepare, rehearse, and present at the next level with Worship Tools. And you can get started today and learn all about Worship Tools by going to smallchurch.media forward slash worship tools. Now, I'm just going to shoot straight and be a little transparent with you. (laughs) You can go directly to worshiptools.com. But it would mean the world to me and the team over at Worship Tools just to know how many of us from Small Church Media Podcasts are connected to Worship Tools through the podcast. So use the URL smallchurch.media forward slash worship tools to learn all about that. So if you're new to the podcast or you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, you would know that I love to leave review or read the reviews that are left for me over on Apple Podcasts here on the show. Sadly, if you are a Spotify listener and you leave a rating over there, I can't read it. I can just say thank you. But I do want to let you know that I have no new reviews to read from Apple Podcasts. So if you are a listener over on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me if you head over there right now, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, or if you leave me a rating over on Spotify, send me an email, hello at smallchurch.media. Again, it's hello at smallchurch.media. Let me know you left a review, and I want to get a coffee gift card in the mail just as a small little way to say thank you for just taking a little bit of, of time and just leaving a review so that way more small churches and small church pastors can find this podcast and hopefully learn some new tips and tricks along the way. In fact, if you have been hanging out with us over here on Small Church Media Podcast, you would know that I've been talking the last couple of weeks about the new sermon series graphics 
free mini course that I recently just gave early access release to to only listeners of this podcast. Yesterday, Monday, July 4th, was the last day you could receive early access to this course. It's going to be still completely free here in a few weeks, but if you want to get early access and in one afternoon design three different sermon graphics, design and not just design three different sermon graphics, but also learn how to change those into social media posts and find more inspiration for your other graphics using Canva free with no premium add-ons. I want to encourage you, if you are part of the email list for Small Church Media, check your inbox, check your junk box, check your trash, because maybe you threw it away, and sign up for that free early access. But if you did not get any of those emails, you might be thinking, Mark, um, I still want the early access. What do I do? The answer is nothing, because you ain't going to get it. <laughs> Wait till the end of July, and we will put that over on the Small Church Media website right now. But if you need some free resources to hold you over, including some social media posts, the free website, PDF downloadable audit, or just some other sermon graphics that we have there in the free resource library, just head to smallchurch.media now to learn all about it. Well, at this point, if you've been hanging out with me for a while, you'd probably have already guessed that I would say at least, what, maybe 50% of our podcast episodes have all been revolving around your church website. And that's because I am a very, very big proponent of if you are, if you are, if you are going to show up well online, whether in people's search feeds or when people actually find you, your website needs to be in order. In fact, I would say this is step one for the bare essentials of media when it comes to small churches, because here's the deal. Most churches have a website, and if most people are expecting to walk into your church and visit your church, they also expect you to have a website. And if your website is given a really bad first impression, if the graphics just don't make sense, if the content is out of date, and what we're going to talk about today, if you don't prepare website visitors to actually walk into your doors, the chances of them actually walking into your church doors absolutely plummets. So today, I'm going to talk about the top five easy ways. Now, one of these takes a little bit more time to do. I'm just going to warn you about it. But all of these things are relatively easy and relatively simple in that no matter what size of church you are, whether you have 10 people or you have 2,000 people, this is stuff that every single church can do, should do, ought to do, and in my opinion, needs to do in order to help their website visitors be prepared to walk into your church. So let's just jump into them, all right? So here's the first thing that you need to do, or the first easy way to help website visitors be prepared to walk into your church. That is, have pictures on your website of your worship service and around the building. Now, I'll link this episode in the show notes, but recently we did an episode of, I think it was like the six pictures that you need to have on your website and how to get all of those literally over the course of one weekend. But it's no, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's a... Oh, no-brainer. It's it's a no-brainer that a picture is literally worth a thousand words. And if you just simply update the pictures on your website of what the actual sanctuary looks like, what the worship time looks like, what the pastor is wearing during the service, what does the nursery look like, what does the hallways look like, you can already set people up to know what they should expect walking into your church, what's the experience going to be like, what's the culture and the vibe and the rhythm of your church, and that's just simply having updated pictures pictures on your website. And if you don't have updated pictures on your website, or if you literally have zero 
pictures on your website, or I'm even going to you know, call other people out here. If the only picture on your website of your church is the outside of your building, you have already failed. And you can guarantee that people are going to not know what to expect walking into your church, so they may not even walk into your church because they don't know what is is even going to be like. So the first easy way to help website visitors actually be prepared to walk in church is just simply have pictures on your website from all across your church and your worship service. The second thing you can do, again, this is really easy, is just simply tell people what time they should arrive if they have kids and what and then what they should do when they do arrive. So many times us as churches, we just put up our worship service times. We say, hey, worship service is at 1030. Cool. But here's the deal, all right? When a lot of people start to visit your church, they go, okay, cool. The service starts at 1030. But what happens before service actually begins? Is there coffee? Am I going to have to fill out some sort of card? Do I need to go to a different class? Do I need to drop something off? Do I need to pick something up? And specifically when it comes to parents with kids, they want to know what they should expect when they arrive and what time they should arrive at. If it takes about 15 minutes or maybe 10 minutes for a family to register, let's just say there are three or four kids go view the classes, see the classes, drop them off and walk back to service, you should flat out say, if you have kids, we suggest that you get here around 10, 10, so that way you will have zero rush getting all of your kids checked in, dropped off, and get comfortable back in our worship service. You should flat out say that. And then not even just say when they should arrive, but tell them what they're going to do when they do arrive. Are you gonna make them fill out a paper registration form? Is there a digital registration form? Can this be done online before they even show up so it will save them time when they walk in? When they walk in, will there be someone there to meet them or do they have to find someone very specific to help them out? And can they get a tour of the facility after they fill out the registration form? If you want young families with children to walk into your church and be part of your church, you got to at least, at least do something to give them a little, uh, a stroke of confidence, if you will, a vote of confidence of telling them when they should arrive and what they should do when they arrive. The third and another easy way to help website visitors be prepared to walk in your church is to actually have a map of your church's parking lot and tell people where they should park, where they should enter the building, and what they should do and expect when they walk into the building. Now, why? Because honestly, people just need to know this type of stuff in today's culture. <laughs> I had a conversation with um, Abby from over at Church Communications, and she was saying, I think it was her and her, mainly her sister, I think, is if they are going to a new place, even if it's a restaurant for the first time, they will physically drive to that location so they know where to park, they know what the building is like, so that way they have zero stress when they actually have to show up. And in fact, I want to argue that a lot of people also do this with churches. They want to know where exactly they should park. They should know which door that they should walk into, and they should know what they should expect when they actually walk into that door. What we did at our church over at Southside is we actually, we, we went a step ahead, which all you could really do, to be honest with you, just to give you like a little tip of how to do this, you literally just search your church facility, right? In Google Maps, you zoom in on the map, you take a screenshot of that, and you literally tell people, park here, enter this door. Or if you have kids, maybe enter this door. We took it the next step, and I actually digitized the map and created a vector map of it and even showed the flow of traffic in our parking lot. Now, our church does not have a big parking lot 
at all. In fact, when it's just a normal worship service, the parking lot is actually pretty full. There's not a lot of wiggle room at this church. But our parking lot, though, is two different sections. And actually, it's on two different um, heights, what we call. We call it the upper lot, and we called it the lower lot. We would tell people all the time, if you had kids, you needed to park in the upper lot and enter through door A. We didn't just tell people to do this, though. We actually physically showed them on the map. This is the upper parking lot. This is the lower parking lot. Park up here, walk through this door, and here's what you're going to be greeted upon when you walk in through that door. I can't tell you how many churches think that people will just expect, oh, people will just walk through the main door, or they'll just they'll just know that they're supposed to walk through this door, because it, that looks like a gym door more than an actual worship center door, so obviously the kids are supposed to go there. Here's the deal. You got to take out every single piece of guesswork when people are trying to figure out how they're supposed to get where they're supposed to go for the first time. In fact, I have a buddy's church of mine who they have parking lots on two, literally two different sides of the building. They have zero door markers or anything like that. And I said, dude, if I'm visiting a church for the first time, am I supposed to park back here or up there? And what door am I supposed to walk in? He goes, oh, we just have people park back here and walk in these doors. I'm like, cool. Does it change if I have kids? Where am I supposed to go? And he gave basic answers as the church is expected to know, but nothing was put on the door of door A or door B or door one, two, three, or visitors where to park this, that, or the other. And it was very confusing because it was the middle of a downtown and you don't want to get stuck in downtown. So don't be that way. Literally put a map of your church's parking lot on your website and tell people, park here, walk in through here. And if you want to take the next step, you can use something as simple as a cricket, like a legitimate like die, like the cricket cutter that you know moms use for scrapbooking. <laughs> you could literally use a cricket, cut out some vinyl letters, and put those vinyl letters on each one of your doors just to help people know where exactly they should walk into your building. But if you want people to be confident walking into your building, just simply take a screenshot of your church property from Google Maps Put some little markings on there and put it on your website and people will just know what to expect when they show up. The fourth thing that you should do to just help visitors be prepared when they walk in is provide a basic order of service for the church so they, they know exactly what to expect. Does your church sing a song and then a welcome and then two more songs, then a special song, then a sermon, then another song? Does your church do the sermon first and then the whole worship start after that? Is there like a little children's time? Is there a weird dismissal? People want to know what actually is going to go down when they walk into your building. Because here's the deal. Every single church, no matter what tradition you come out of, does it completely differently. In fact, I'll even argue that churches that have the most long history of the same type of service, which is the mass, the Catholic churches, they even do things sometimes differently based on what the actual season or the holiday is. And then for our churches, what they would call us our low churches, you know, your, your Baptist, your non-denoms, all these different things, the, the, the churches that don't have the smells and bells, every single church does it completely differently. So literally lay out an order of service for them. You can literally say, we have a worship, this is what our church did. We had a worship through song portion, then we have a worship through giving, then we have a worship through teaching and we broke it down into even more subcategories for that. However your church does your order of service, actually put that on the website so that way people will know what to expect. And not even just the simple things like song and giving and worship, but even if your church does what we'll call quote-unquote different or unique or for the outsider looking in, weird elements to the service that they might not be ready for. In fact, some churches, like our church, the certain ages will sit with their parents during service, and then they'll be released to the children's church after a specific song. But on fifth Sundays, this is what our church does, the kids are with them all the time. 
If that's not on your website, you gotta figure that out. Or if maybe you have children's church on the second and fourth Thursdays where they literally don't sit with you, they just go straight to service. Maybe your church has the old school children's story time where you call the kids all to the front and they literally just sit around the pastor and hear the actual like little kid sermon for them. Does your church do communion weekly? How often do you do it? What does it look like? Do you have to walk up? Does it come to you? If you are not part of the faith, can you still ask for a blessing or do you actually still have to partake communion? How does that actually work? What type of music will you play? How the offertory works? What will you ask of new visitors? Will you make them stand up and introduce themselves? Please don't. Please don't do that. (laughs) Do you pass an attendance form around? Just whatever you do during that hour and a half service that you are together, literally break it, painstakingly break it down so that people know exactly what to expect when they walk in. So that's the first four of the easy ways to help website visitors actually be prepared to walk in your church. The last one, and I said this at the front of the episode, takes a little bit more time, a little bit more effort, and a little bit more brain power to figure out exactly how you're going to do it. you got to take some actual proactive steps to do it. But I think a quick welcome video from your pastor with, you ready for this? Other video shots from around church life put together on their website. Some churches, which a church that I work for, they literally have a 25-second video from their pastor just welcoming them to the church from the church foyer. That's all they have, but it's crazy effective. But the most effective ones I see are when a pastor stands up and says, hey, you know, my name is Pastor Bill, and I just want to welcome you here. Here's what you can expect out of the church. And while they're actually talking, there's just what we call in the industry B-roll, which is just basic video shots of just around church life that's not um, scripted. It's literally just you walking around with a camera of your children's ministry, of your student ministry, of your worship ministry, of your teaching ministry, kind of in a sparse with the pastor actually talking on the video. This does not need to be a five minute long video. In fact, I think it should be a minute or less if at all possible. Sometimes a minute and a half is not too bad, but a simple, quick welcome video from the pastor with actual shots from church life quickly and easily sets the stage for a visitor to know what to expect out of you as a pastor. Because nothing says welcome like an actual (laughs) welcome from the pastor. And this quickly lets people know the pastor's voice. So if it's you, it lets you know your voice. It lets them know your flow, your cadence. And maybe you can even make emotional and mental connection with someone before they even walk into your doors. If you do this specific task, even though all the, uh, the first four, in my opinion, are the easiest ones that you can do where you could sit down in one afternoon and do all of it. The video takes a little bit more intentionality and you got to make sure you do it well and do it right where the audio also doesn't stink too. If you could do all four of the, I should say all four, if you could do the first four of the top easy ways, you are already doing 99% better than I would say most churches actually do on their website. But if you want to put the icing on the cake, make that quick welcome video from your pastor with the other video shots from around the church life. And you will just, in my opinion, you will see when you ask people, hey, um, why did you actually decide to walk in here? Maybe they'll tell you that was the reason why, maybe not. But either way, it at least lets people be a little bit more comfortable walking into your church doors. 
Now, here's the last question, okay? So let's say you're, you're listening to all this, and you're like, all right, Mark, so cool, 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 cool. So we, we'll put pictures on the website. We'll tell people what time that they should arrive, not just what time service starts and what they should expect or do when they arrive, especially if they have kids. We'll put a map of the church parking lot. We'll provide a basic order of service, and we'll have a quick little welcome video from the pastor. But where do we put all of this stuff on the website? Do we put it on the homepage? Do we scatter it throughout? Do we have an FAQ page? Where do we put all of this information? And that is a good question. Every church needs to have one specific page on their church website called the Plan Your Visit page. Or if you want to not use the word Plan Your Visit, you could use the word like I'm new or start here. But I think Plan Your Visit is the best place to put all of these things. And so that way, when people land on your website... And they're like, oh, I'm going to plan my visitor. I'm going to start here. I'm, I'm going to click here. You can literally answer all five of, or do all five of these things, plus answer other FAQ questions that people might have. And they get literally every question that they have about your church answered right here on this one page. Now, of course, you should have other pages on your website where you talk about the breakout of, of your doctrine, of your staff and your leadership and your elders and your deacons, however your church does it, about the different ministries that you have in your church, your servants, how to give. You should have all that stuff on your webpage. And yes, people will click through your website and find that information. However, if you want people to just simply know what to expect and then be turned from a website visitor into an actual physical visitor, you need to have this one webpage page on your website and have these five easy, easy, easy things to help visitors be prepared to walk into your church door. Again, have pictures of your worship service and around the building. Tell people when they should arrive and if they have kids, tell them what they should expect and do when they arrive. Have a map of your church's parking lot and tell people where they should park and enter the building. Provide a basic order of service of your church so that they know what to expect. And then a quick welcome video from your pastor with other shots of church life. And if you do these five things, I can't guarantee that people will return from website visitor to actual visitors, but I can guarantee that when someone does walk into your church, they are that much more prepared and ready to take part in your church worship service. So that's that's all I got for this episode, guys. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, or maybe you learned something new in this episode, it would be awesome if you actually send this episode to another small church pastor that you are friends with or another small church that you are connected with. Just like always, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review over there. If you're on Spotify or any other listening platform, leave a rating there if you are able to, because that helps our podcast get into the ears of more listeners who need help with using their media well for their small church just like you. Again, head over to smallchurch.media where we have a free resource library and you can learn more about this podcast and keep your eyes and ears open for when we're going to drop the Sermon Series Graphics mini course. Again, it's going to be free. This one is always going to be free and based on how well this course does and if you guys like it, I already have another list of other courses that I want to kick out and help you guys take your media to the next level, not to just reach new people for Jesus, but also grow the faith of your congregation. Come back next Tuesday for another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. All the links to everything we talked about is in the show notes. And if you have any questions, just go to, again, smallchurch.media, click contact, just fill out that little contact form, and I'd love to get connected with you. So until next Tuesday, I hope you have a great week and see you next time on the Small Church Media Podcast.
The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.